Recently, I took my six-year-old grandson to nearby Lynn Shores Conservation Area. By the way, do any of you know where Lynn Shores Conservation Area is? All right, well, no hands go up. Uh, talk to me sometime and I'll tell you about it so that you can take your children there when you're able to, okay? So anyway, I took him over to the conservation area and while there, we fed ducks and geese and chipmunks and squirrels and blue jays and other birds. We even saw, we even saw six or seven beautiful deer out in the plain there. And it was a wonderful grandfather and grandson time. It was a wonderful time with my little guy. On the way home, he said, Papa, do you think we can stop at Tim Hortons to get a donut? I said, sure, sure, Yanni. And while at Tim Hortons, he said, Papa, can we maybe please get some Timbits for my little sister? I said, sure, of course. And I, um, I told him I was glad that he was thinking about his baby sister, right? She's just one year old in a couple months. And then he said, Papa, please, can I get one donut for my mom and one donut for my dad? I said, sure, why don't we get them six donuts? We'll get them half a dozen. And uh, I said, is there, is there anything else you would like, sweetheart? He said, no, no. And I said, well, would you maybe like a hot chocolate? And he said, oh, that would be very nice, Papa, very nice. Thank you very much. And as we left, as we left Tim Hortons, and got into the car to drive home, Yanni said, Papa, I really want to thank you for taking me to feed the birds and the animals and we saw the deer. And thank you, he said, for taking me to Tim Hortons for my donut and hot chocolate and Timbits for my little sister and some donuts for mommy and daddy. Thank you, Papa. This was so nice. This was so nice. And as I listened to my grandson express thanks for the little outing, obviously it made me feel very good, obviously. But it was also a great reminder to me of the importance. It was a wonderful reminder to me of the importance for each one of us to regularly express thanksgiving to God for what he does for us even when and even though everything might not be going great in your life or in mine. Are you following me? All right. Habakkuk in the Bible, whose name means he who embraces. Now, we're not sure exactly what all that means, but maybe it means he who embraces the truth of God. But Habakkuk was a prophet who prophesied sometime around 612 to 589 B.C. in the nation of Judah. And uh, at that time, Babylon was becoming the dominant power 
and Judah would soon feel Babylon's destructive force. Babylon was going to smash Judah, and unfortunately did. Habakkuk and the people were going through a very difficult time in their lives. But I want you to hear and see what the prophet Habakkuk says in Habakkuk 3, verses 17, 18, and 19. Now normally I use the New Living Translation, but today I want to use the Good News, the Good News Translation, simply because it is probably the easiest version to understand on these verses. I, I read and I checked various versions uh, just trying to see which one would be the most easiest to understand. And I feel that um, the one we're just about to read, Good News Translation, is probably the easiest. All right? So Habakkuk 3, 17 to 19, Good News Translation says this. Why don't you read it out loud with me? You in the sanctuary, read it out loud. You watch, watching at home or from your car, wherever. If, if you're in your car, of course, I hope you're stopped. All right? All right? But together, even though the fig trees have no fruit and no grapes grow on the vines, even though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no grain, even though the sheep all die and the cattle stars, stalls are empty, I will still be joyful and glad because the Lord God is my Savior. The Sovereign Lord gives me strength. He makes me sure-footed as a deer and keeps me safe on the mountains. Now I want you to notice verse 17. Verse 17 says, even though the fig trees have no fruit. Uh, most of us here probably don't know a lot about fig trees. How many of you sometimes buy figs to eat at home? How, how many of you sometimes buy figs? Wow, interesting. There are a lot more in this service who eat figs than the 930 group. That's very interesting. Yes, yes. My brother and my sister in, in Africa, I think you, you have a lot of fig trees there, don't, don't you? Yes, okay. Well, in biblical times, the fig was an important food source for both humans and animals in both a fresh and dried form. In addition to being a food source, the bark and the roots from fig trees were used for manufacturing items such as cloth out of the bark, okay? They actually made cloth out of the bark of fig trees. And they also used uh, the trees for handicrafts, shields, and, and building purposes. In Habakkuk's day, if the fig trees had no fruit, it was a pretty serious situation. It, it's, a, it's a little bit like saying, in the year when the Canadian prairies could not produce any wheat. That's kind of what it was like. Verse 17 goes on and says, Even though the fig trees have no fruit and no grapes grow on the vine, the grape crops were also very important. Grape crops were major, major for them in those days. 
Verse 17 further goes on and declares, even though the olive crops fail, okay, even though the, the olive crop fails, and, and that would have been another serious loss because olives were used as food and as ointment and they made olive oil for cooking and to light oil lamps in homes at night. And olive oil was also used in the manufacture of soap. Any of you ever realized that olive oil is sometimes used in the manufacture of soap? Anybody know that? One, okay, well, see. Some of you are learning some things. The bottom line, the bottom line is to have the olive crop fail was another major loss. It was a major blow. Verse 17 continues and says, even though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no grain, even though the sheep all die and the cattle stalls are empty. In today's culture, in the North American culture, we would maybe say, even though my fridge and my food cupboards are empty, and even though the grocery stores are empty, uh, a few months ago there wasn't even toilet paper in most of the stores, okay? And sometimes even now there are certain products that are just not available. Uh, or we might say, even though my bank account is in overdraft and the stock market has crashed, even though I am behind on my rent or mortgage payments and, and I am behind on my credit card bills, we could add some more, even those. Some of you might say, even though I lost my job, even though I have family problems or marriage difficulties, even though I haven't found the, the, the right man or woman of my dreams, even though we've been married and have been trying to have a baby for a long time, we still cannot get pregnant. Even though my family member or I, uh, even though we've been sick and, and we've had surgeries, even though, even though my kids or my wife or my husband is driving me crazy, I'm glad I didn't get any amens. Even though church services have started up and some of you, some of you uh, legitimately are still afraid to come because of COVID-19. And some of you might say, even though a dear family member died this year, there are a lot of even those, aren't there? The prophet Habakkuk, writing sometime around 600 B.C., said several times, even though, even though, even though. Even though what? Even though what? Well, in verse 18 of Habakkuk 3, he says, even though I will still be joyful and glad. Even though I will still be joyful and glad. He was saying, I will still be thankful I will, he says. And this Thanksgiving, I invite you to also say, I will still be joyful and glad. I will still be thankful, even though there are many, even those in my life. And Habakkuk goes on in verses 18 and 19, 
and gives some reasons why he and, and you and I can be thankful. So here's the first reason that he gives why you and I should be thankful. Number one, even though, and you could fill in the reason, for example, even though we are in a pandemic, I will give thanks because God is my Savior. Amen? Verse 18 in the Good News Translation says, I will still be joyful and glad because the Lord God is my Savior. The New Living Translation puts it a little bit differently. It says, I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. What does that mean? That means God is my Savior. What, 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 what does it really mean? You know, what, what do those words really mean? God is my Savior or He is the God of my salvation. What does it really mean? Well, if you're making notes, A, it means God helps us. That's what it means. It means God helps us. Psalm 39, verse 22 says, Come quickly to help me, O Lord, my Savior. Psalm 40, verse 17 says, You are my helper and my Savior. 2 Samuel 22, 1. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my Savior. Psalm 121, 1 and 2 says, I lift up mine eyes unto the hills, from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. And Psalm 46, verse 1, God is my refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. And Hebrews 13, verse 6, So we can say with confidence, The Lord is my helper, so I will have no fear, what can mere people do to me? Amen? My friend, this Thanksgiving, this Thanksgiving, celebrate the fact that God has helped you in different ways. Right? Adina of our church family, Adina wrote me a note saying, Thanks be to God for healing my niece in New York who recovered from the COVID-19 virus in about two weeks, which was a direct answer to prayer by all our family members. Deanna of our family, church family, wrote to say, in spite of everything that is, that is going on, God has answered my prayer. I was very fortunate to get my house sold in one week and over asking, over asking price. Marie of our church family wrote me and said, This year, the loving and gracious God whom I serve has protected me through the pandemic as a frontline caregiver. He kept me safe, gave me good health, and blessed me financially. Praise his holy name. Marie was at the earlier 9.30 service. Chriselda wrote to say she had wanted a more disciplined, deeper spiritual experience with God and she described how that happened during the lockdown of COVID-19. Stephanie here wrote to say, I want to thank God, she says. I want to thank God for his blessings during this COVID time. 
I lost 20 pounds and was taken off my diabetes medication now for two months, and my readings are better than when I was on the meds. Praise God, from whom all blessings flow, she writes. Marcia wrote to say, many good things happened to me and my family during COVID-19. She talked about the excellent progress she has made in her doctoral work during the pandemic, and she says, all, quote, all through the strength of the Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't that wonderful? Anita, Anita of our family, church family, talked about how the Lord helped her to better delight, to delight in the Lord, even during the pandemic. In Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 18, God is my Savior. He is the, the God of my salvation means God helps us. That's what it means. God helps us. My friend, God has helped you this past year in various ways, even if you do not realize it. He has helped you. Be thankful. Be thankful. God is my Savior, or he is the God of my salvation. Not only means he helps us, it also means, if you're making notes, point B, it also means that God saves us from the consequences of our sins. He saves us from the consequences of our sins. John 4, 42 says, Now we know that he, Jesus, is indeed the Savior of the world. He is the Savior. 1 Timothy 4, verse 10. Our hope is in the living God, who is the Savior of all people, and particularly of all believers. 1 John 4, 14. We have seen with our own eyes, and now testify that the Father has sent His Son to be the Savior of the world. Acts 2, 21. But everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Amen? Acts 4.12 There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. And that name, that name is Jesus. Amen. Amen. Now how? How did Jesus save us from the consequences of our sins. Romans 5 verse 6 tells us, when we were utterly helpless, says the Bible, when we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. That's what Jesus did. In Romans 5 8, but God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. While we were still sinners. And therefore, Romans 8, 1 declares, so now, so now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! My friend, if you have repented of your sins and you are trusting in Jesus as your Savior, you are saved. You are saved from the consequences of your sins. You have been forgiven. 
You have been adopted into the family of God. You have received his spirit and you have received the promise of heaven. Yes, you're ready for heaven whenever that time should come. And this Thanksgiving is a great time, a marvelous time for you and me to say, thank you, Lord, for my salvation. Thank you, Lord, for my salvation. I don't take it for granted. We, we, can, we end up taking so many things for granted. We do, we do. Let's not take things for granted, my friends, but rather, especially, let us say, thank you, Lord, for my salvation, so good, so rich, so full, so free, as we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ as Savior. Amen? There is a chorus, there's a chorus <clears throat> which beautifully says, maybe I ought to take a little drink of water to, might, might help me sound better, I don't know. <clears throat> yeah. There's a little chorus that says, Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for making me whole. Thank you, Lord, for giving to me thy great salvation so rich and free. Amen, amen. Now, for those of you who don't like my singing, I just want you to know that last week my daughter told me that she and my six-year-old grandson were, were listening to a song, I don't know if it was on the radio or a CD, they were listening to this song, and my grandson said, Mom, Mom, that's Papa singing. That's Papa singing. And my daughter said to him, Oh, no, no honey, no, that, that's Johnny Cash. That's, <laughs> that's Johnny Cash. Um, for those of you who don't know, Johnny Cash was and has been a very famous singer, especially in North America and around the world. Well, my daughter, my daughter informed me that my, my grandson mistaken my singing voice for Johnny Cash. And so uh, I, I said to my daughter, I said, Amy, the only difference between me and Johnny Cash is he has sold a lot more records than I have. <laughs> and since then, just for fun, I looked up, I looked up how many records Johnny Cash sold, and he sold over 90 million records. So I, I, I have a little ways to go, Jan. I got a little ways to go to catch up to Johnny, Johnny Cash. <laughs> anyway, I will give thanks because God is my Savior. Amen? Yes. My friends, even though we are in a pandemic or whatever the even though might be in your life, I will give thanks. You ought to give thanks because God is my Savior. What does that mean? Remember, it means God helps us. It means God saves us from the consequences of our sins. 
That's what it means. A man was in a staples store buying some stamps and was just about to leave the store when he heard an employee tell a, a very elderly lady at the cash register that the wire and the plug that she needed to charge her, her phone, she needed a new one, that uh, it was going to cost, it was going to cost just over $28. The dear lady seemed shocked at the price and said, oh, oh I, I, I didn't, I didn't think, I didn't expect it to cost so much. She said, oh, all I need is, is the wire because my old wire has become broken and I don't need all the other things. I just need the wire. And the store employee said, I'm so sorry, ma'am, but, but we have to sell you the whole thing. We, we can't just sell you the wire. You have to buy the whole box. The elderly lady seemed very disappointed and, and told the employee that she, she just couldn't afford it. She couldn't afford the $28 or so. There was another man nearby who heard the conversation. And he went over to the cashier and, and quietly said to her, please, check to make sure that it's the right wire for her phone and ring it up, ring, ring it up. Uh, he said, um, I'm happy to pay for it. So they rang up the item, they rang it up. He paid the bill of just over $28. The cashier gave the item to the elderly, elderly lady and she said to the man, she said, sir, are you an angel? The man said, no, no, I, I just want to be a little help. I just want to help you a little bit. She thanked him profusely. She kept thanking him and thanking him and thanking him and and he said, that's okay. I'm glad I can be a little blessing. She then left the store. She went out. The man who paid for her item took a few minutes to, to put postage on a couple of stamps before leaving the store. When he left the store, however, he found the elderly lady sitting on her very old car, crying. She, she was crying very loudly, very seriously. And uh, the man wondered if perhaps she fell going from the store to her old car. He wondered if, if she fell and hurt herself and that she was in pain perhaps. And he was simply concerned as to why her eyes were filled with tears and why she was so upset. So he went over to her and, and simply said, are, are, you, are you okay? Are you okay? Why are you crying? Can I help you? And she said, with tears still streaming in her eyes, from her eyes, she said, these, these are tears of joy, she said, 
These are tears of joy. I'm just, I'm just here praising and thanking God for his blessings. I'm just here thanking him for helping me, for helping me. And the man said to her, we should all, we should all give thanks to God. And he left her smiling. He left her smiling. My friend, even though everything is not perfect in your life or mine, let us give thanks. Let us give thanks. Amen? Next Sunday, we will go further into the meaning of Habakkuk 3, verse 19, which says, The Sovereign Lord gives me strength. He makes me sure-footed as a deer and keeps me safe on the mountains. But until next Sunday, in fact, every day of our lives, even though everything is not perfect in your life or mine, let us give thanks. Amen? In our own minds and hearts, as Jan sings this closing song, let us give thanks.